Welcome to dark mode. Oh, sorry, I should do this appropriately given my where I just was. Mm. Welcome to dark mode, the podcast that brings you sage advice from two technology experts. And that's not just what we call ourselves. It's what our mums tell people when uh, they're upside down and they forgot their iCloud password. I'm your host, Luke Miani. Okay, I am not going to do that voice because I am not as good as it as you are. But And I was also not just in Australia. But I am your host, Noah Rubin. On the show, we take questions from listeners, attempt to answer them to varying degrees of success, and maybe even have a laugh or two along the way. Or a shrimp on the babia too along the way. I Oh! That's actually very offensive. Uh, as someone who's now... I've just been to Australia, and I met not one, but two Australian people. Wow. You were there for, like, what, a week and a half, right? You met two Australian people? That's crazy. Well, a week. It was a week. I met two whole Australian people. Wow. Uh, Actually, no. I've lied. It was three. Whoa. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and I've got a video that is going to blow everyone's minds. Well... I don't know that it's going to blow everyone's minds, but for a certain subset of Apple nerds, which is probably most of us here, if we're being honest, that video is going to blow your minds. I just have to edit it because I have <clears throat> like 90 minutes of footage to sort through for that. Oh, yeah. I think you mentioned to me what this uh, what this was, and it was sounded very cool. To get to, to get to the area to make this video was an entire day in it of itself because we it was a very it was a very australian adventure because we we got in the car it's me and me and sam and one of the three australian people that i met and we were going it was theoretically two and a half hour drive but an hour and a half into that after we had stopped for lunch a log truck flipped over on the highway and caught fire so then and then that was the only road so we either had to basically drive all the way back to sydney and then around a national park for like a four-hour drive so we start we we ditched the car an hour and a half away we parked it in a random parking lot and took a light rail train and then were picked up to go and see this. It was like a five-hour trip, all told. But I think it was worth it. Jeez, that's uh, definitely an adventure. But but judging from what I heard, I didn't hear too much, but I heard a little bit. It it definitely sounds like it was worth it. So I'm excited to see this video. Yeah. it's. Uh, I don't know when it's going to come out, but it'll be good. We'll have to celebrate it. But uh, for right now, there's actually something else that we have to celebrate, ladies and gentlemen. Which is uh, our very own... Ruben Series 9 just had a, a, a bit of a birthday, not but two days ago. That's right. That is correct. Look at that. Same age as the iMac. Yep. That's uh, that's how I remember. Sometimes I forget how old exactly. I am. I just, you know, refer back and, uh, you know, it's very helpful. So how was it? How was the birthday? Because I know that you guys had Genius Bar Goes Dark shirts at your birthday party, which was a great callback. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think most people watching know uh, 
about Genius Bar Goes Dark, but it happened, you know, here in San Francisco. So a lot of my friends were, you know, volunteers that like helped run the event, take pictures, do the merch booth, like all that stuff. So they all they all had uh, a bunch of shirts, like either the staff shirts or like, you know, the the shirts that we sold, you know, we, we gave them some shirts. So I don't know. They coordinated the whole thing. It was a complete surprise to me. I, I, I didn't think I could be That's surprised, so nice. but, but I got completely surprised. And yes, everyone wore their Genius Bargo's Dark shirts, uh, and they brought me an extra shirt so that I could wear it and we could all take a picture together. It was, it was very nice. That is so nice. Look at that. What a wholesome moment. I'm sorry that I couldn't be there, uh, but I, I was admittedly one day off of my flight from Australia, and I had food poisoning. Oh, no, I didn't know about the food poisoning. Yeah, I it, it was not great. I I woke up on the morning of the flight, which was we woke up at 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Hmm. This is not right. Something is not right here." By the time we got to the airport, I definitely was feeling like a little nauseous and very like sore and achy. I mean, to be fair, we did, you know, the previous day after only getting like four hours of sleep, I had walked like six miles because we went to the zoo because I was testing out doing some wildlife photography on the 15 Pro Max. Oh, uh, yeah. So I, I was tired regardless, but I was not feeling super hot. Got on the plane about an hour, hour and a half into the flight. I had to go and like I almost I almost lost it. I almost threw up in the airplane bathroom, which I was not exciting to do. But I was standing there and I was like, I guess we're doing this. And then I I just like gagged a couple times and then it passed. And I went back and I sat down, tried to sleep restlessly for the rest of the 12-hour flight. Landed at 6 a.m. having very little sleep and not feeling good at all. Then I had four hours where I went to the airport lounge and just kind of sat there. Couldn't even, like, didn't really eat. I had no appetite because my stomach felt terrible. I was sore. Also, I was freezing cold and then burning hot. And I was like, this is not right. Something is wrong. Then there was another five-hour flight to get home where I was squeezed against the window. So if I needed to get out... For any reason, I was a little trapped. Fortunately, I made it home okay, but it was like a 37-hour travel day with food poisoning. I don't recommend it. Oh my god, that sounds like literally the worst, the worst experience. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mm, almost didn't make it home. But I'm glad I did because that meant I could wish... My good pal, Noah Rubin, Series 9, a happy birthday, as he makes it another year without dying. Oh, thank you very much. And you know what? Next year, you know, next year, maybe you'll be a little bit closer by, and maybe uh, maybe we can make it I happen. I think so. I don't know. I think so. I think we might be able to make something, something happen in that yeah. regard. Hmm. But I will say, I have had some difficulties since being back. I, I have not been able to get my SIM in the 15... 15- Pro Max. Really? I still, yeah. Because when I was in Australia, I was like, I was warned that switching sims abroad can be a mess. 
So I used actually a previous sponsor, Eralo, that sells like eSIMs. So I just got a data only eSIM because I, I figured I was doing comparison testing. I had both phones. You know, you put a SIM in it with iMessage. It was basically just working like a normal phone, except that, you know, if I got like an SMS from like a verification code, I had to use my original phone. But apart from that, it's great and cost like 10 bucks. But after I got back, bless you. Uh, after I got back, it, it doesn't work. So I had to go to a Verizon store and be like, can put SIM into here? And they were like, well, we can give you a physical SIM card. And I was like, I, I don't really want a physical SIM card because that's just gonna be annoying next year when I have to change it. So I think what they basically had to do was add my IMEI number of my foreign scary iPhone into a US database so that Verizon will see that it's an actual thing and switch the SIM to it. But it takes like two days for that to happen. Interesting. So we obviously have so much to talk about with these new iPhones because we haven't talked about them yet. But can I see the SIM tray on your iPhone? Yeah. So, well, the first thing that you'll notice, and I can actually use, I was going to refocus my camera, but I'm going to use this to my Ooh, advantage. Oh, boy, close up. Hey, guys, what's up? Mm. There's the phone. So you can see on on this side, there's no millimeter. Oh. <laughs> it focused, so here I, I'm back again. Oh, good. All right, I'll just do one of these. All right, so you can see there's no millimeter wave on this side of the phone which is different compared to the oh i've never i haven't seen it on the real one and then on the other side look at that oh my goodness that's a sim tray oh yeah wow that's uh kind of cursed honestly i'm not gonna lie who are you I calling cursed that that is honestly not even as cursed. That face was not as cursed as a SIM tray on an iPhone 15 Pro Max. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. I'm gonna say it. I will say this, Noah. Mm-hmm. I do not miss the SIM tray. No. No. I think it's ugly. I agree. It's just like kind of there. You use it like at most once. And then it's just like there. Exactly. And it's just like an ugly thing that you don't really need. What's the point of that? But I will say, theoretically, I don't know if it's true now, but some people pay more for these phones. So theoretically, I could flip it and sell it for more than I paid, which is odd. That is interesting. I guess, like, I don't know, maybe some people have multiple SIM cards or, like, maybe, I guess for, like, international travel, maybe it's easier. Like, you could obviously just do mm. an eSIM like you did uh, through your sponsor. I've heard of your spot, that sponsor, that Eralo before. I've never used yeah. it, but I've heard of them. So you could just do that. Maybe some people like the physical. When I went to Mexico, I actually bought a physical SIM card, and I put it in. I had an iPhone 13 Pro at the time, so I put it in there. Um, but I don't know, maybe some people like it. I could see why people would want it. But I'm also wondering, since you don't have the little the little window thing, the millimeter wave window, does that mean that your phone can't do like 
5G ultra wideband or like what does that mean? That is correct. Yeah. Oh, so, so you slower. can't do ultra wideband. It's only regular 5G. So it is slower in the very rare instance that ultra wideband is actually available. Hmm. Huh. That's but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I've been I've been debating whether or not to like switch it out. I'm not sure whether I want to go through the hassle of selling it and then buying a new one. I mean, currently right now it, you can't you can't get these things anyway. That's the ironic part. Yeah, that's true. They're definitely especially like these, like the natural titanium was the most popular color. Like they're back ordered for for quite a while right now. And I will have you seen this by the way. People are are scalping and flipping iPhones. Oh, of course they are. Yeah, because they're back ordered, people see an opportunity and quite honestly, I would have taken advantage of that opportunity if I had the forethought to say maybe I should order a US phone because I still don't have my SIM in this thing. And look at how look at the prices that people are selling these things for. I think it was even higher previously. Let me see if I can go down to sold listings. But people are selling the 512 gig for 1600. I that's jeez. Isn't that like 1 or 200 dollars more than retail? I can't remember what the price for the yeah, isn't it like Pro Max? It's like fourteen hundred, I want to say. Yeah, thirteen ninety nine for five twelve. So they're they want. I guess that's not a huge profit for them, but if you want it now, there you go. Somebody oh somebody has the audacity to sell a carrier locked two fifty six, and they want seventeen hundred. Looks like that ends in thirty four minutes. I'm going to open that tab and I want to see if people actually pay like more than retail for that. Cause it's already $25 over retail, which is insane. And it's unboxed. It. <laughs> I'm not bidding on that. Heck yeah. It's blue titanium. First of all, I'm not buying that. I know, but there's only 34 minutes left. You might miss out on it. I hope I will. <laughs> so, wow. Somebody paid... 1700 that was an auction for one terabyte that sells for 1599 so that's a 200 dollars premium plus 56 dollars in shipping which is highly suspect i don't think it yeah. actually cost that much to ship an iphone here's one oh they just put two cases with it and i guess that justifies the 200 dollars price premium <laughs> 17 oh somebody paid Seventeen hundred dollars for the base. Jeez. Are you okay? How desperate do you have to be? Seventeen hundred for five twelve. Seventeen hundred for a terabyte. Why are they all the same price? Oh, what? Somebody got a deal. <laughs> yeah. Somebody got a somebody got a pretty good deal there. If that's real. If if it didn't get canceled and relisted. 
1679 people are actually paying this oh my god look at the one That's two crazy. down 2250 what oh with physical sim tray dude uh, maybe i should go. list my phone can i get like 1800 dollars? that would be crazy that would actually be so stupid yeah look this People are buying these from Canada. This is so weird. So you can pick, let's see, natural titanium, 256, 1850, 2100. They've sold 23 of these at these prices. Oh my God. Holy cow. Also, Oh, I can't hear you. Hang on. Okay. Are you there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. My girlfriend put in her AirPods and it switched the audio from here. Oh, yeah. To there. Of course. Why? Of course. Those aren't even my AirPods. <laughs> They're not on my Apple ID. Why does it switch? Dude, Apple is so... <sighs> Sorry, getting distracted. Should I sell my phone? You know, there's no harm in listing it, right? The problem is, like, I don't have another one. If I had another one, I would, like, if somebody, look, here's my take on, if somebody wants to pay, I'm not going to flip a phone just out of greed, right? The same one that everyone else can buy. But this is a phone that lacks a feature that I want and has a feature that I don't want. And there are a weird amount of people who are willing to pay seemingly hundreds of dollars to get that that sim tray so if somebody is dumb enough that they want to pay me that money who am i to stop them you know what i mean that's true and i do think like in general it's really interesting that like we both have an iphone 15 pro max but like yeah they're they're different right like there's different components in them i'm sure there are other like you know, other versions that have slight differences, you know, beyond just these two. It's just like, I don't know. It's something that you don't really think about. You're like, oh, Apple's releasing the new iPhone 15, uh, iPhone 15 Pro Max, whatever. But there's like, you know, so there's like different versions for different regions with different considerations. It's like, I don't know. Everything's always more uh, like involved or more complicated than, than you might think yeah. at first. That is very true. It's just, huh. yeah, I mean, you wouldn't think about it, but for some reason, I'm trying to figure out why, gosh, yeah, I, I would, honestly, I would love to sell the phone and just get a US one. It would simplify my life a whole lot, but I also don't even need 512 gigs. I, I have 512 because... That was all I could get early pickup for in Sydney. And I wasn't going to, what am I going to fly to Australia and then not pick up the phone right away? No, of course. So I'll pay the extra $100 or whatever, $200. God, that's, is it $200? That's stupid. Yeah. But I don't need it. I have, let's, let's see how much storage space I have available. And then I promise we'll talk about the actual features. <laughs> yeah. 
I have 465 gigs available. I do not need this amount of storage on a phone. Yeah, that's good grief. With when you have like iCloud photo library and stuff, like you don't need that much storage space. You're you're good. Yeah, you're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, though, there's no way I can get a get another one. So I'm just gonna have to live with it, I guess. Oh well. We shall see. But I'll tell you what I have already seen, Noah. What? And that is the new Telephoto Tetraprism lens. I'm a big fan. I'm absolutely 100% sold. I love that lens. What do you think? I like it a lot too. I will say, so I definitely like, I don't think I use my camera as much uh, as you do, but I went to a concert on Thursday night. And mm. I was, it was a very big, it was like a stadium show. And, uh, and you know, my seat was like, w- like up top in the back. Like it was, you know, it was a cheap, like cheap seats, whatever. But like, it was pretty far back. And I will say that 5X zoom really worked well for zooming in on the stage. And you could really see, cause I had a very cool setup on the stage and you could really see that, like, you could see the stage, you could see the people on it, like, I will say that was a great a great opportunity to take advantage of that 5X and I liked it a lot. Yeah, that's a great example. I I have found for it's it's got the it's got a little bit of the iPhone camera-ness to it. So, the aforementioned Zoo Trip, I I used it a lot and what's interesting is there are some pictures that I took, like here's one of a red panda where i mean you're not going to be able to see this as much on the stream or if you're listening in the the audio version you're definitely not going to see it yeah. but when in certain conditions like this this just looks like an iphone photo it doesn't have particularly vibrant colors it doesn't have a, a ton of depth of field it's, it's not like crazy sharp There's a decent amount of motion blur on our little panda friend here. I mean, it's a good photo, but it's like fine. But then there were some photos that I took, like the one that I shared on Twitter of a giraffe. And this photo blew my mind. This is an unrealistically good photo. Like it it, it makes no sense that a photo of this quality came out of an iPhone camera. That's crazy. Oh yeah, that was that one was really cool. It was like super sharp. You could really see the detail when you zoom in. That's something that's been lacking yeah. on the iPhone. Like I feel like when I take pictures on the iPhone, they look I think they look usually they look pretty good from like, you know, you just look at the picture, but when you start to zoom in, like like, you know, they can sometimes really start to break down, but like I don't know, that picture had very good very good uh um quality or or, you know, uh depth I don't know what I'm trying to say. It was it, it you could zoom in on it yeah. to see the detail. And I will say that the detail definitely helps with portrait mode. I think that something changed with portrait mode. Seriously. Like it's it's way way it's noticeably better. Like so so here's a comparison between the 3X telephoto on the 14 Pro Max 
and the 5x on the 15 Pro Max. You can see obviously the difference in, in focal length, but more interestingly is when you zoom in. So on a normal iPhone portrait mode, when you zoom in really far, you can definitely see, I mean, it'll probably be hard to see on the stream, but there's always a very clear like matte line around. It's like a green screen line where it cuts out your head. And sometimes it misses stuff. If you, if you're like pointing, you see how when I point, there's like this little space in here. Very often portrait mode will, will not blur in that space. Like if there's a gap in your arm, stuff like that, it misses all the time. It cuts off the, the like flyaway hairs. Not anymore. Not anymore. Cause I'm here to tell you with this 5X lens, let me decrease my brightness so it's not blown out. When you zoom in, look at all the individual hairs that you can see. Even on a low quality stream, you will be able to see that it is, it is able to cut out these individual strands of hair. That is crazy. That is that is very impressive because I saw, you know, I'll be honest, I didn't watch the whole video yet, but I started watching your iPhone. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I started watching your iPhone 15 video. I watched I watched the one about the fake iPhone. I watched that whole thing. And then which was very funny. Good. No one else way. did. That video is a my lowest performing video from ages. Really? That was like that's a funny video. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was a good video. I thought it was a lot of fun. You want one of those, by the way? I oh, have 12. Yeah, yeah. Bro, when I started watching that, you are like, you were like, oh, I didn't just buy one. And then you bring that pile and I'm like, yeah, of course. Of course you bought 12. It's a good thing I did, though, because if you watch that video, I went through like six of them just to get yeah. something going for the camera. Yeah, no, those things were, were definitely hilarious. But... um. But yes, yeah, so I watched that whole video, but I watched part of the the iPhone 15 uh, video and you and I saw the part where you talked about that comparison with the um, with the portrait mode pictures. And it was definitely it doesn't show up super well on the, on the stream here. Like you can you can kind of see it. You could definitely tell that it looked better on the, the Pro Max picture, the 15 uh, picture. But if you watch the video, you know, if you watch Luke's video, uh, you can see the comparison much clearer and it, and it definitely makes a difference. No, dude, it's it's actually pretty crazy. I I definitely recommend if you I I hope I'm not going to bum people out that bought the regular 15 Pro and not the Pro Max because you definitely made a bit of a mistake if you use your camera a lot. But the regular I'm sure next year it'll come to the regular 16 Pro or whatever. You know, these things trickle down, but man, it's so good. Are you, you think you're going to stick with the Pro Max? Because I know the great debate this year was whether it was the year for Noah, who has been on the iPhone 10, the 12 Pro, the 13 Pro, and the 14 Pro. Is this the year? Yeah, so I do, I do have the Pro Max right now. That's my and boy. Even if, yes, you convinced me to get it. Even if I wanted to get the regular Pro. I don't know what I would do because those are also back order. They're not quite as bad as the Pro Max, but it's still like end of October. So I don't know. But here's what I'll say. I think this was the year to make the switch for two reasons. 
two reasons. One is the titanium sides, which make the phone feel a lot lighter. There's really interesting discussion. I saw it on Twitter about how, you know, there's less weight on the very edges of the phone. So it makes it feel lighter when you're moving it around. Like the moment of inertia is Mm. lower or whatever. So that was a big one. That's a very, very specific benefit, but I like it. It, no, but here's the thing, because the thing about the Pro, I'm saying the Pro Max, right, it's it's a lot bigger, it's also a lot heavier. This makes it feel not as heavy, and also the the side rails being a little bit uh, a little bit rounded. They're not round like, you know, the 11 and the, and the 10 and whatever, but they're a little bit rounded, which makes it a little bit more comfortable, because I feel like, you know, the 14 Pro, it wasn't uncomfortable, but when this thing is taking up much you know, when I'm stretching my hand out a lot more to grip this thing, that little bit of of of, mm. uh, of curve definitely helps. So those two things make the Pro Max, you know, less of a big deal to have to deal with. So I think this was a good year to do it. I agree. You're definitely right. And ironically, I do actually see what those people mean when they say, like, the uh, the moment of inertia by having the weight condensed it's like in formula one racing when they have push rod suspension where the suspension is actually inboard which concentrates the weight instead of being at the wheels it's in the car it's it's it, it makes the center of gravity more condensed you have less weight at the wheels which improves handling this this is a Formula One race car. There is no unsprung mass in this thing. That's top notch. Good work, Apple. That was definitely what they were going for. Yeah, it's the Formula One race car of iPhones, 100%. I agree. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, I will say, regardless of you know Pro or Pro Max, the action button is legendary. I was skeptical i was like dang this is the first time ever that the iphone has not had a mute switch look at that i got a 2g on hand as usual of course look at that beautiful glorious mute switch with that great oh look at that beautiful all gone out the window but in its place the action button and people have been doing such cool stuff with it i had it set to the camera because i like to have like a quick way to pull up the camera but you can also pull up a specific camera function so you could set it to pull up a selfie camera or you could set it to pull up a video that i really like because sometimes you want to capture something quickly and you don't want to like uh uh uh, i gotta push the button and i gotta swipe over the video and then you start you want to just like hit the thing you're good to go what do you have your action button set to yeah, good question. Uh, I still am trying to figure out what to do with it. At first, I literally didn't know, so I just left it as like a mute switch, which I was never going to use. But then when I was at that concert on Thursday, I set it to uh, open the video camera. And that actually came in handy because I was like, I was, you know, mostly I was just watching, but like when they played a song that I really liked and I wanted to like record part of it to have, I could just like hit the action button and it would, because you know, it's like they start playing the song and you're like, ah, ah I got to start recording before I miss it. Yes. Like that, that happened. And, that, and, and having that to just, 
jump right into the video part of the camera was actually very nice. So that's what it's set to right now. I haven't really used it too much, but I've seen people do crazy things where there's like, they're like, um, based on the orientation or based on like Mm -hmm. the focus mode or the location. I feel like you could do something like really cool. I just have to think about like, you know, where would I be like at different points in my day? What's the thing that I want to do quickly and like set up a shortcut? Like I, I, it, it could be super useful. I just have to think about it. Yeah, no, I'm also overwhelmed with choice. And quite honestly, Shortcuts confuses me. The app is, there's a lot that you can do, but I always open it and I go, I'm going to do something really cool. And then I tap around for a little bit and I'm like, oh no, I don't know what, I don't know what's going on at all. Yeah. But I actually changed mine recently. So I had it on camera. I like the video idea because you can just, you know, literally go one, two and start recording. Very nice. Right now, I have it set up with my lights because Siri is the worst, worst digital assistant that you could possibly imagine. All right, let me let me show you for example one of the one of the things that she continues to suck at, and uh, I'm gonna have to turn my lights on for this. Turn, turn my lights off, I should say. But when, when you turn the lights off, if you say, hey, Siri, daylight mode. She turns the lights on, except if you can see in the background, one light is set to like this heinous, like seven, like 2000 Kelvin, way too cool light. And she always says over the HomePod, it's that light and one other light. Those are the only two lights. And it always does that. No matter what mode I put it in, those lights are that color. And it always says, some of the devices are not responding. And I'm like, to hell with that. I go in the app and I click the button. And did you see it change in the background? It literally makes no sense to me. I have tried so many things. It's just a Siri problem. She just is bad wait so when you when you use the action button it sets them to the right color well so what i did is i set the action button because i was trying to use siri but siri is atrocious and because i have plugs and lights there is no one like i can't get her to just turn the lights off hey siri living room off Okay, she did it that time. Yeah, once again, stuff is not responding, yada, yada. But I set it to hit the action button to bring up my different settings. So you do still have to interact with it, but it's just a little bit easier than going into the app when I can just do this and it brings up my, my modes. And then I don't have to mess around with Siri. I don't have to mess around with the app. Smart lights are a blessing and a curse. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But but that is super nice that like, yeah, it just, you hit the button or I guess press and hold the button and it brings up a little menu and it's like one tap to make it happen. Like I don't have any smart home stuff, but like that definitely seems like an ideal uh, like application for the button. Mm-hmm. And, and this, I'm only scratching the surface. I mean, people are like, you know, 
if if it's 8 a.m. to 9.50 and the phone is in portrait orientation, then turn the lights on. But if it's 8.17 p.m. and it's in landscape, then set it to this mode. It's like, damn. People get really in-depth with it. And that's why I love that feature. It's literally a button. That's it. It's a feature that is what you want it to be. I love it. Yeah, 100%. I feel like anytime you can like customize something, it's like you know like like the, the the thing that's nice about this feature is like the default is the same that it was before. If someone doesn't care about it, I mean realistically if you have a 15 Pro or a 15 Pro Max, you're probably going to like care or be, at least be kind of tech savvy, but like Whatever. If you don't care, it just does what it did before. It's totally fine. You mm-hmm. or you know, you take it one step further. You can easily change it to be like you know, open up the camera or like set some accessibility setting, like whatever. Like it's very simple. But then you can go all out and do the shortcuts if you want, right? It's like it's there as an option. I feel like Apple doesn't do that all the time. They don't always give you the option to like fully customize something. But this is a great feature because it can be as simple as you want it to be for some people and as complicated as you want it to be for other people. So I, I completely agree. It was a very, like the way that they uh, executed it was very, very good. Yeah, I I definitely agree. It's, it's as simple as you want or as complicated as you want. The one thing I don't like is, I don't know if you've noticed this, but obviously we don't have it set to act as a ringer. So because you don't have that visual ringer switch they they put this stupid little icon in the top of your screen that little that little mute icon and then when you unlock the phone it's still there next to the clock oh guess what i don't like that what i turned it off how it's a setting yo where where i think it's in Oh yeah, it's in sound and vibration. So says so like settings app, sound and vibration, and it's the second option. Yo! Get out of there! I hated that stupid little icon. I first yeah. of all, anyone who doesn't have their phone on silent, what's going on in your life? You know, it's not 2010. Yeah. Hearing marimba isn't cool. Okay, actually wait. I don't want to like get off track. But but they the remix the new like the new uh, uh, ringtones like they remixed I, oh, I noticed yeah. like the default one is like it sounds very similar but they remixed it a bit and that like the first time I heard that I was like oh that's so cool it sounds like the old one but they changed it so that's kind of fun let's is it which one is, the the default is reflection that's different than what it was called before right is it I don't know let me see what 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 my let's ha- let's have a listen here shall we yeah. Yeah. That is it's a little it's a little different. It's sound right? It's Are like very similar. Different? I haven't even tried the other ones yet. That doesn't sound like familiar. That. <laughs> that sounds new. Yeah, I don't recognize that one. The cl- well the classic one should be so they do still have the classic sounds. Which I can't remember which one it is. They have all of them, all the way back to the where's what was it? Marimba, 
Yeah. That's classic. Oh yeah. That is that is truly iconic. So much so that if we pull up the 2G, where is it? Sounds, ringtone, iconic. Hasn't changed. And it never should. What was the I other agree. one? I feel like there was another, was it? No, yeah. so a lot of people had that one. Yeah, was there was like another like very iconic iPhone one. I, maybe it was that. That one's pretty iconic. The second one you just played. But I do like the new one. Yeah, mm. I like because it sounds it sounds so similar to, you know, what it was before. But there's just a little bit. Like, I feel like a lot of people wouldn't even notice the difference, but, like, I don't know. The first time I heard it, I was like, wait, that sounds a little bit different. Like, oh, that's interesting. I don't know. This is kind of Yeah, funny. you're like, huh, I don't remember that. Yeah, exactly. It's good. I like it. Yeah. Other things that I like include USB-C, of course, but with the caveat that it is going to be... And granted, this is not an issue now, and it's definitely a nitpick because I will take USB-C over lightning every day of the week. But as I found in my teardown, it is on, it's like a mixture between its own daughter board and like a ribbon cable. It, cause it has circuitry and it has chips on it, on, on that little assembly down there. And it has like where the microphone and speaker housing connect to, and it has a whole bunch of stuff. But I suspect that it is going to be an absolute pain to replace that yourself and if you have a failure out of warranty because it is glued not the same way that a battery is glued but fully glued to that frame i suspect that in the case of usb-c failure they're going to have you replace your whole mid frame which is basically the whole rail with that aluminum uh internal frame I think that's what they're going to probably bill you for if you choose to get, if, if your USB-C port goes. Because Apple doesn't do component level replacements. You know, they'll, they'll keep your screen, they'll keep your back glass, they'll keep your logic board, your battery, and your camera module. And then they'll basically move that over to a new frame. And that I'm sure is going to, you know, USB-C failure is probably going to be a $200, 300 $400 uh, out of warranty repair. And I think that's going to really, it's not going to have an effect for a year or two until these phones aren't even current anymore and people aren't going to care, but it is going to be frustrating to some people where they could have just done what they do with their USB-C ports on the Mac the entire time since 2015. Macs have had modular USB-C ports Every single Mac with USB-C has modular USB-C ports. Why didn't they do that? Yeah, that's definitely disappointing. I guess it kind of goes back to that thing about like, you know, Apple clearly didn't want to put USB-C on the iPhone. Uh, they're doing it because they have to, pretending like they want to. Um, mm -hmm. But like, but yeah, that's, that is definitely disappointing uh, to hear. I didn't really know about that too much. I guess it's kind of funny because like, I said I was super excited for USB-C uh, on the iPhone. That was like the thing that I was very excited for. And I'm definitely glad that it's there. 
Uh, but I also switched to wireless charging. I used to have like a really long uh, lightning cable that I would charge, you know, plug in overnight. I switched to wireless charging overnight, and now I think I've plugged a USB-C cable in maybe one time since I've gotten the phone. Like, it's definitely nice to have. It will come in handy in the future, but, like, Mm -hmm. we're getting to that point, or at least some of us are getting to that point where it doesn't really matter that much. Like, I have my MagSafe battery bank, and I have my wireless charger, and that will handle most of my charging and that's most of what i use the port for anyways so i don't know i mean that's a very good point i think you're definitely right a lot of people don't really a lot of people don't care whatsoever about the port on their phone uh i think the the people who are annoyed by it i think are going to get over it the people that love that it's here like like myself i mean uh, just for data transfer alone uh there's not a ton of inherent you know betterment to the port aside from it's faster and it's the same thing that i have everywhere else so it's easier but with that being said it there is one situation where i think it can be annoying to some people and that is if not everyone in your household is upgrading, then that's a little bit that's a that that would then get a little annoying. You know what I mean? Because now all of a sudden you have to. A lot of people have lightning cables stashed around wherever people charge most in their house, but if you have multiple people, now you have to have multiple types of cables all around. That's true. And like, you know, for some people, that's already been the case. If some people like some families are mixed iPhone and Android. And if that's the case, then I guess you've already been like that. But a lot of families or I guess a lot of households, I should say, are pure iPhone. And that is true. You know, like I have a uh, I have like a really long lightning cable by the couch in the living room for, you know, if like if I'm down there at night and it's, you know, my phone's starting to die, whatever. If I need uh, to do that with my new phone, I would need to, I guess, get a long USB-C cable and also, you know, have it down there too. So I definitely agree. Like having those cables like around the house, in the car, whatever, now you, you have to have two cables. It is a little bit annoying. But I guess, you know, like you said before, it's one of those things where, you know, I guess in a couple of years, uh, realistically, everyone will have USB-C on their phone. Or maybe Apple will get rid of the port by then. You know, who knows? Dude, I don't know. I mean, how many years are we from that? It took him 10 years to get to USB-C. I don't think the portless iPhone is going to be that soon. I do wonder... Okay, I have a theory, Noah. The theory is... So, here's the issue with the portless iPhone. One of the main benefits of USB-C for the Pro phones is data transfer you know you can record 4k 60 ProRes log to external drives you can transfer data much faster and when i say much faster much faster however if you get rid of the port what do you do so my theory is that apple works on a way 
to do data transfer over MagSafe. A sort of wireless wired connection where it's not a port, but it's not just, you know, using AirDrop for everything because that's not really feasible. You, I, I don't think Apple could sell a pro phone within the next couple of years that doesn't have a port without people being like, hey, uh, you broke features that we liked. I mean, they're going to say that anyway, but if you have data transfer over MagSafe, you know, recovery, device assistance, and diagnostic over MagSafe, mm, now we're talking. Yeah, that is definitely a good point. I wonder, like, yeah, definitely data transfer. And I don't know if there's some, you know, it could be a MagSafe thing. I don't know exactly how AirDrop works, if it goes, like, what bands it goes over, if it's, like, a Bluetooth thing or a Wi-Fi thing. There might be, I'm sure there are ways that they could they could improve it or, or even make it easier. I wonder if they could do, you know, there's, like, the um, like the name drop feature where you can just, like, you know, bring your iPhone up to another iPhone. What if you could, like bring it up to your Mac and it would start transferring data. I don't know, just like some ways to like, I'm sure if Apple were to get rid of the port, they would do things, you know, with the software to like, you know, bridge the gap or make it less, less of a pain, uh, you know, in that case. But I definitely agree. That's true. And especially the fact that we just got USB-C this year. Like if, if we didn't get USB-C, and, you know, we were still on Lightning for a long time. Like, then, you know, you could say, okay, maybe it's time for something new. But we just got something new. So I don't think they would be mm-hmm. in a rush. I agree they wouldn't be in a rush to just, you know, get get rid of the port. And you know what else? If they get rid of the port, what do they ship you in the box? Yeah, no. Yeah, that's true. They're not shipping you a cable anymore. How are you going to charge it? You need a wireless exactly. charger you, at that point. You would have to. That's like a, a dude. There would be riots in the streets. Even if the tech was cool or or logical or beneficial, even there would be riots in the street. People making fun of you know the same, the exact same design. You know, oh, the design hasn't changed in ten years. Yeah, oh, all the same recycled jokes that they make every single year without fail you would they'd be mercilessly mocked yeah that's true and you know it's a good it's like an important like okay when they removed the uh the the wall uh wall wart or like whatever the actual word is for it the power adapter i guess when they took that out of the box i'm i'm a little i'm a little bit out of it today if you can't a little tired i'm a little (laughs) bit tired but we got there okay if you if you remove the, the 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 power adapter or when they removed the power adapter, their justification was like, oh, you know, people already have them. You already have them lying around yeah. in your house. Like, whatever. Like, and, 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 like, honestly, that's probably true. Like, I mean, you and I both have more than we can, you know, more than we know what to do with. I'm sure the average person has at least one or two lying around already. I don't think you can say the same thing about wireless chargers. Sure, some people mm-hmm. have a wireless charger, or maybe even multiple, but I don't think you can make the same argument that most people do. And so then, would Apple have to sh- uh, ship like a like a cheap, uh, like almost like that MagSafe Duo, but like you know not the Duo? Would they ship like a little MagSafe thing that you can plug in to charge? Then they would be adding something into the box, and I feel like they wouldn't want to add more. They'd want to take stuff out if anything. Like, what would they do exactly. at that point? I don't know. Kind of tricky. Yeah. 
it'd be more cost if they had to ship you the wireless charger. I mean, look, the EU was happy that that Apple switched to to USB-C, but do you think they're going to be happy when they try to not have a charger in the box? No. They're not going to be super stoked about that. So, I don't know. I don't think this is an immediate concern, but I think it is probably going to happen eventually. Yeah, definitely eventually. And you know Apple's going to say, you know, okay, my mom had the comment, wouldn't it be more waterproof without the port? They'll be like, yeah, it'll be more waterproof. And they'll yep. have more room for a bigger battery or more components. And it'll, it'll, it'll be a, you know, it'll be a, a simpler design that will describe a singular form and like whatever, like they'll, Oh, it'll describe the most singular form. Yes. Like they'll, they'll say all the, the things they'll say it took courage to remove the charging port, whatever they'll, they'll say all their marketing things. And like, Oh yeah, there, there are like, there are reasons to do it. I don't think the reasons necessarily justify like actually doing it, but, but they'll, they'll have reasons. They'll figure out, they'll, they'll find a way. They'll figure it out. Yeah. I will also say, I saw a comment and now I've lost it. Dang it. It's gone. I don't know what I was going to say. So I guess uh -huh. I won't also say rough. But I mean, oh, the time man. is coming. Eventually, they'll eventually they'll have to take the port out, rub some space dust over it, describe a singular geometry, call it a day, pass it off as a feature. But you know what? At the end of the day, I think the the memes making fun of Apple this year were stupid. Last year, there were memes about the Dynamic Island because it was a stupid name. And that's fair. And the design looking the same because it did. But this year, they're like, oh, oh the design barely changed. And I'm like, well, have you seen Samsung lately? They're, they've got the same design for like four years now. It's not exactly new. And then they were making fun of the port changing. They were like, Apple changes port again. I'm like, dog, they have changed the port two times in 17 years. That is simply not meme material. That doesn't make any sense. And this is a port that people already have. They're like, oh, next thing you know, Apple's going to change it to this proprietary weird port. No, it was already a proprietary port. They changed it from the proprietary port. So why are you still mad about it? It's obvious that they just want to make a little joke, get their, get their $40 from their viral tweet blowing up and getting a bunch of impressions, and then being like, er. I'm a cheeky guy. <laughs> That's my persona, you know. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. There was like when 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 the switch from 30 pin to lightning happened, there were a bunch of memes back then. I remember there was I think it was a college humor video about it and they were like the next charger it was like like a four leaf clover shape charger or something. It was like it really it was like a dumb and like like you know like oh Apple's going to switch the charger again whatever. At that time, like, sure, okay, it was going from one proprietary thing to another one, but, like, Lightning was so much better than 30-pin. I don't know if people, like, forget what 30-pin was like, but that thing was huge. It wasn't reversible. It had – that That was one of the nicer ones, but the early ones you had to, like, pinch the corners to, like, pull the thing out. The, the early mm -hmm. ones were, like, twice as thick. Whatever. I, it was it was a good switch, and then this is literally USB C that everything else uses. There's no there's no 
point, you you can say like, oh, Apple's late to the party. You can say, oh, Android has had has yes. had USB C for a long time, and now Apple's finally you know catching up. And, and that's I guess a fair criticism. But like that, but it's a good thing that they made the switch, even if it was a bit late. Yeah, no, the lateness jokes totally fair game, but the like, oh, Apple keep changing the port. Stupid. And I know the uh, college humor video that you're referencing, and it wasn't even that. That Cloverleaf charger where they made fun of it was in the 2015 MacBook when they changed to USB-C. Oh. Huh. So even then, it, and that to be fair, though, that was when USB-C didn't have a huge amount of adoption. Now it does because they were right, <clears throat> first of all. And, yeah, people made fun of it. But you'll notice that that's the trend. People always make fun of Apple changing stuff. And then they end up either getting used to it or Apple's just right and they were wrong. Like, think about it all the way back. It's it, it's two days after your birthday. The iMac. Your birth Mac. That was the first mainstream Mac to ditch a floppy disk. That's 1998. Things were shipping with floppy disks well into the 2000s. And in 1998, Apple said, floppy disks are over. It's off. And people made fun of them. But were they right? Do you see floppy disks around? Then they did it again in 2008. They got rid of the CD drive. And people were like, oh, I, I need to watch my CDs. I got to burn my CDs. Where are your CDs now? Only fringe people who are obsessed with CDs have CDs right now. Don't, and I know people are going to say, oh, I use CDs all the time. I got I to gotta watch my Blu-rays. Bro, you're one of like a billion people on the earth that use CDs. Like it's, Apple was absolutely right about that. Even the headphone jack, people aren't even like, that's not a big deal anymore. Because everyone bought AirPods anyway. You could argue in large part because there was no headphone jack, but still the result is the same. Now with USB-C, you know, the MacBooks, ah, the dongles, the dongles. Nobody complains about it now. They're like, oh, the dongle is so great. I only need this one dongle to do whatever. Like people don't complain about that anymore. Also, they brought the ports back. So like they kind of compromised on that a little bit. But my point is everyone always makes fun of them and they're always right. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I, I, Apple does do a lot of things right, and maybe a, maybe a little bit ahead of their time, but they really kind of a lot of times they create the time. You know what I mean? Like you say, like something's ahead of its time. It's like you know, I feel like Apple's kind of like Apple doing that and being such a big and influential company. They're like creating the time, you know, mm -hmm. when it happens. You know, for a lot of these things. You're absolutely right. I mean, I I don't think. If it weren't for Apple, I mean, I know that they helped develop USB-C, so like definitely if it weren't for Apple, but let's say they helped develop USB-C, but they were nervous. They were like, oh no, oh no, what if people don't like the USB-C? What if they get mad at us if the USB-C on the computer? And they like did, they just like put one over on the side, kept everything else the same. They're just like, there's another port for other stuff too if you want it if apple did that approach like almost every pc maker has done where they just put one over on the side and they're like you can use it if you want to 
it never, ever would have caught on as much as it did. I guarantee. No, I definitely agree. I feel like a lot of, a lot of like, I think these days desktop PCs, and you would know better than I would, but desktop PCs are starting to like have, or they, they have USB-C ports, but they also still usually have USB-A ports, it seems like. Even like mm. laptops, like gaming laptops seem to still have them. Maybe their consumer laptops are, are USB-C at this point. But I feel like, yeah, if Apple didn't like do what they did, like go as big as they did, as early as they did, USB-C could have honestly been relegated to like being like a mobile connector. You know, like it was on Android for a long time. It could have just been like, you know, a mobile thing. Like, oh, you know, this mm-hmm. is like a like how micro USB, right? Micro USB was yes. a mobile connector. I don't think there was ever maybe there was some weird computer, but like there was never like a mainstream computer with like a micro USB port in it as far as I know. So like USB-C could have ended up being, you know, the next version of that, I guess. No, I think you're right. I think USB-C could have definitely just been like a weird micro USB type of thing that not that many people had. I mean, certainly it caused some some headaches in the early years, but I think at this point we would all agree that it was worth it. Those those initial couple years, you know, they were rough anyway cuz of Intel. USB-C didn't make it any better, but it it definitely didn't make it worse. And think about how much, how well those machines have aged comparatively, like in terms of their I/O. When you look at the 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 Retina pre 2016, okay, great computers, but they have MagSafe, which is proprietary, good but proprietary. They have USB 3 Type A, which is fine. They have two of those, so that's good. But they have Thunderbolt 2, which was its own standard that wasn't cross-compatible with everything in the entire world. So those Thunderbolt 2 ports are just not that useful. That's what the genius of USB-C was. You're like, oh, well, people don't want this proprietary standard where it's like, oh, you have a Thunderbolt drive, but it only plugs into a Thunderbolt port. You want to be able to plug whatever into wherever. So when when people go out and buy those machines, sure, they're happy to have HDMI, they're happy to have an SD card slot and USB type A. But personally, I find the IO on those machines to be more limiting than even an M1 MacBook Air, just because they they have USB Type A, which I don't always want, and Thunderbolt Two, which I never want. <laughs> yeah, I guess Thunderbolt never really caught on. Like it's backwards compatible with like mini display, display port. port. Yeah, like you can use that adapter, I guess. But like, yeah, Thunderbolt never really caught on too much. And there are people saying in the comments, like, okay, the thing about USB C is like. There's a million, like, versions of it, and, like, all the features are optional, and you never know. But, like, okay, realistically, you know, you have, like, if you have an Apple product, and I'd say this is true of, like, like you know, major, most major, like, flagship companies. But, like, especially if you have an Apple product, you know that you have good ports, right? You have, like, your MacBook Pro, you have, like, USB-C, uh, was it Thunderbolt 4, like, whatever. Like, they're, they're, they're solid, like, fast ports. And then the stuff that you get, if you buy like decent, you know, decent equipment, decent like, you know, adapters and cables and 
and and accessories and stuff like it's gonna work like yes there can be confusion and sometimes whatever but like i personally have never ran into a problem with that like usually if i'm mm-hmm. just charging something i don't care if it's usb 2.0 speeds usb-c cable in one side usb-c cable in the other side in the wall and it just works the charging's fine i've done you know like data transfer i've done you know mirroring or like you know external display like right here i have you know my computer my laptop is docked i got the camera plugged in the the headphones the not the headphones but the microphone all this stuff whatever i've never had a problem with it i'm sure people have had problems with it before but like Usually it just it, it just works. If you have decent stuff, it just works. I think the main issue for me, I think that's a very good point that, you know, when you have Apple, you know that all your ports can do all the things. It's easy. The only issue is the cables. Because with other devices, I mean, I definitely get the frustration with other devices because you're like, what standard is this? Is this Thunderbolt? Is this USB 3 Type 1 Gen 2 Type B F Type Model 3? Like, what is this port? And then sometimes OEMs will mix and match, which is outrageous to me. Like, what a dumb cost-saving measure where you're like, the, the port with the little icon... That's a Thunderbolt port. The other one, oh no, not a Thunderbolt port. Or sometimes they'll have a certain port that you can charge and another port that you can't or one that you can display and one that you can't. That is stupid. We don't have that in Apple land because Apple just puts USB 4, Thunderbolt 4, boom, done, easy. No, don't worry about it. Don't think about it. Just plug in whatever you want. And chances are whatever you're buying comes with the cable it needs. So with the exception of some instances of of needing a high bandwidth Thunderbolt cable where you might not have one, cables are the limitation for me. Most of the time I just use whatever it comes with, but every once in a while I am like, okay, is this a data cable or is this just for charging? And certain Thunderbolt cables which are much more expensive, you might need if you're doing fast stuff like external video storage, which I obviously do. So that's the only area where it gets a little dicey. Okay, that's fair. It's not 100% perfect, but it works most of the time. And I would argue that having the ability, even if even if the data transfer is going to end up being slow, if you, if you brought yeah. the wrong cable... And, and and then you're not totally screwed. Like it's maybe it'll be slow. Mm-hmm. Maybe it won't even be usable. Like if you're if you're trying to record directly off your iPhone and it's not fast enough to like process the data, maybe you have to like bump your quality down or something. But like I would argue that at least something as long as you don't get confused. I agree, you could get confused, like whatever. But as long as you like know what you have and you know like how things work, then 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 it's better than nothing. But but sure, some people you know, and I feel like even if you're like more of a like a, like a, like a like a more basic level consumer where you're not really concerned about this stuff, like you're not gonna have like too many fancy things that like need special cables. Like you'll just say, "Oh, here's my thing. That's this is the cable true. it came with." You'll it'll just you know when you start bumping up to like those like the fancier stuff. I think there's like a knowledge like you you also at the same time have a little bit more knowledge. So I don't know. I think it's I think it's good overall. That's a good point. I, I think that's valid when when you're just a normal consumer. Doesn't matter because any USB-C cable will charge your iPhone. And beyond that, 
the the normal user will not care will not care it's the same thing with the 60 hertz argument which we can get into because i know john made a video that was very compelling basically talking about how most people do not care at all i've actually got the green iphone 15 can you even tell it's green it's barely green really dude i will say i don't like the colors but this is a dang dang good phone oh the new frosted back they did something to this it feels different than the pro max really yeah i swear to god it feels like soft huh i'll have to i'll have to try it out at my local apple store yeah it's no it is very it's hard to describe let me know if anyone has had the chance to go to a store and 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 feel up the phones both of them Uh did you experience that as well because i swear the process is different and it feels soft it almost feels like it should be like fabric i don't know it's weird i don't know how to describe it but it feels excellent excellent and of course being aluminum being you know slightly more rounded it's super light it's super comfortable and i basically describe this thing like an iphone 14 pro light you get the same 48 megapixel camera you get the ultra wide you don't get a telephoto you don't get titanium frame you don't get 120 hertz it's an iphone 14 pro light for 7.99 it's really darn good yeah i mean those phones are like super solid and like they got a lot of nice things they got you know the new design elements that you mentioned they have the dynamic island now you can argue Mm -hmm. like how much you really care about it but i will say for what it's worth the dynamic island got better in ios 17 like there's there's a bit it does a bit more there's there's some more stuff you know going on in there so you know if that's the direction things are going then and you have it on your phone like you know it's it's a nice thing to have on your phone yeah and i mean for the money i don't think the i know a lot of people were you know pissed oh for 800 dollars you can get an android phone with 700 hertz display okay cool congratulations it looks like a foot fungus i don't care i don't want that stinky smelly android phone this is the thing that the tech people will never get I don't care. You could show me the coolest looking Android phone. It still looks like a foot fungus to me. I don't want it. That's it. End of story. Yeah, I saw, maybe you saw this on, on Twitter. There was like some poll and it was like, what was it like 94% of people that switch to iPhone don't switch back to Android after they do. It's like when you're like, that's the thing. Like when people are on the iPhone, they tend to stay there. They really do. They do. Absolutely. And it, partially, they're a little trapped, arguably, sometimes. Apple does yeah. punish you for leaving by uh, ruining the ecosystem because they don't want the ecosystem to exist on Android phones. And that's fair. I, you know, competition is, is understandable. And I, you know, the EU wants them to open all that stuff up. I personally think that that's an overstep because. You know, at that point, you might as well just start start saying like, all right, Tesla, you got to 
you got to start installing your navigation screens in other cars now. Like, why? No, that's they made it. It's their thing. Who? Yeah. Why? What? What's all this about? But I will say on the on the refresh rate thing, that is just another example of of some people in tech just don't get it. When you live in the bubble. We happen to be in an Apple bubble, so there's definitely things that we're not going to get. But when you live in a tech bubble, wherever it is, you just aren't in the same state of mind as other people. It's Apple bros. It's Android bros. It's PC bros. It's Tesla bros. Weirdly enough, they're very often bros. I don't think that's a coincidence. I'm just saying, I don't think... It is a little weird that it's all dudes. They're all dudes. Yeah, that <laughs> that is the only, that is true. The only fandom that has like female people that are annoying is probably iPhones because of like green bubbles and being like, "Ew, is that an Android?" Like that's the only time it's everything else it's all just like dudes being like, "You know what?" My opinion is fact, and your opinion is wrong, and here's why. Like, I don't care. I don't care. I don't want your foot fungus phone. That's all there is in that. You're convincing me to contract a disease. It's not going to work. Yeah, and and you brought up briefly John's video, which it was a a great video. I like, I don't know, John's a funny guy because, like, he seems like he seems like goofy like he plays a character like you know on his on his uh you know on his show and stuff but he's he is a very genuine person i feel like he came across as a very genuine person uh in in that video but he talked about how like people don't care uh the the average people don't care and i loved he ended that video with an interview he like went up to some random person on the street was like, mm-hmm. "How do you feel that the that the that the iPhone uh, 15 regular doesn't have 120 hertz uh, refresh rate?" And then the 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 woman was like, "Oh, I don't know what that is." And that was it. And then he just ended the video. Done. End of point. Yeah. End of discussion. End of argument. Like that is the thing that all of these bros miss is their argument instantaneously dissolves when its very premise is just not relevant. You know, oh, it's $800. It should have 120 hertz. And then you go to an actual person who would buy the phone that is targeted to them. You're like, how mad are you about this? And they're like, what What are you talking about? That means nothing to me. Why should they pay extra for a feature that they don't even notice? They don't even know it's there, dude. Yeah, it's so funny. No, that's the real thing because I could I could argue like you you could see the point where let's say it were it were some other sort of feature that is like like okay objectively like I guess objectively speaking 120 hertz is like better d- d- maybe some people don't care but like it does make things smoother for what it's worth it does but 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 a lot of people don't care right. But the thing is, is that like some people don't even notice it. You know what I mean? Like if it were a feature that made things that would make things better and Apple wasn't including it, 
and and it would make people's like lives legitimately better or it would like improve the product in a in a real way for them and apple wasn't including it you could make an argument you know it's the argument of like you know apple makes things for for people that don't even know what they want that was like the whole thing about apple right and mm-hmm. you could argue that if it were some like 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 legitimate like real feature um that that they should do it but something like this People like there are people who see them side by side and cannot tell the difference. And when you get to yeah. that point, then it doesn't matter. Like it, once that happens, where people legitimately can't even tell or or or, or barely notice, then you know it, it. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and I get see being in this perspective of like being in the tech bubble, but being slightly more self-aware about it, perhaps we are able to see stuff like this, you know? I, and I think a lot of people are. I think there's a few very vocal amount of people that are so tech blinders on that they don't see that. But, like, think about this from Apple's perspective, right? I, I, I'm with them. I would love Apple to bring ProMotion to all the iPhones. I think that'd be fantastic. But here's why they won't. Two simple reasons. Number one, 90% of the people who buy the phone don't know what the heck that feature is, so they would just be wasting profit margin on something that nobody notices. And two, if the regular iPhone 15 had promotion, a lot of those people whining about the fact that it doesn't have promotion would probably buy it instead of a 15 Pro. A lot of people were saying this year and last year and the year before and the year before, oh, the regular iPhone's great. This is what most people want. This is all most people need, but I love ProMotion. I can't live without it. I'm getting a Pro. If they did a regular iPhone 16 with ProMotion, Apple would lose sales on their iPhone 16 Pro because people would buy... tech-savvy people would know about it and would buy the less expensive phone, costing Apple money, and they would be selling a feature to people who don't care about it, wasting more money. So there you go. End of story. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Also, like, for it's called pro-motion. Like, they got to yeah. keep some features for the pros. Mm. There has to be some difference. Even, like, I was a little bit surprised that, that the Dynamic Island came to the regular iPhone 15 wasn't like a huge shock, but I kind of thought like maybe that could be another differentiator, but no, it's not. So they got to have some, you know, differentiating factors between the pros and the regulars. And that's one of them. I mean, it's not a technical limitation that the, uh, that the regular camera, the, the regular phones don't have a telephoto lens. It's not that the, the telephoto lens is fancier and, you know, it has to be on the pro because no, it's, that's product differentiation. That's why there's no promotion on the 15. That's why there's no telephoto. That's not why there's no titanium, an action button that will probably make it down. But some things are just product differentiation and people don't notice it. And it's really not that big a deal. Oh, I keep hearing too much about it. Oh, geez. Yeah, there's been, and you know what? Honestly, even if Apple did bring promotion to the regular models, these people <clears throat> would find something else to complain about, like some other feature oh, sure. that's on the Pro and yeah. not the regular, and they'd start complaining about, it. like, whatever. It, it. 
it's not it's not like I get what they're saying like oh they're doing like on behalf of all these people that don't know any better like oh we're trying to like help these people like you know get a better like whatever this is not like the hill to die on and like I I feel like the people that are making this argument like need to talk to like some like average consumers and like see what they really care about because it's it's not this yeah you know what people do care about though what the unfortunate truth that this episode it's coming to an end you know we went uh we, we did go extra long uh we're we started early went and- long we're making up we're an hour and 20 minutes in here. Uh, we did miss the two weeks, but I think I think we talked pretty pretty nicely about the about the new iPhones and now we're uh, we're kind of back on track here. so that's good. I agree. I agree. And you know what else is good is this segue to ending the episode because I've been your host. Luke Miani from down under. And I've been your host, Noah Rubin. We will see you. Next week, I think we're back to our normal schedule now. Yes. Yeah, we are. I think so. Good. And uh, have a great night. Good night.